Here we go. You are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rock. Yay! What up, everybody? This is your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Rambles with Rob podcast. First and foremost, you making a funny face, man. Am, am I? No. <laughs> you messed up my intro, and I ain't cutting it out. Fuck it. Um <laughs> First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a first time listener, I'd like to thank you for giving my show a try. And if you're in the vicinity of whoever recommended you to me, reach on over and give that person a crisp high five. If you're not in the general vicinity, you can use your social media app of choice to whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I think I said Facebook twice, but you can use your dummy account and your public account because I know you got one of those, you sneaky bastards. And uh, craft that person a well thought out DM and it, don't make it lewd because I know how y'all like to slide in the DMs and, you know, you, you, you do your thing. But um, tell that person, thank you for recommending you to me. Speaking of social media, if... Uh, you looking for me? I am on uh, various social media platforms to include Facebook. Just type in the Random Rounds with Rob in your search and I'll pop up. Or you can use Facebook.com forward slash 3R show. If you want to find me on the Instagram, you can go ahead and use hashtag 3R show or hashtag Walmart log to find me walking around Walmart saying all manner of things. Also, you can go to Twitter at 3R show and then Finally, if you want to find out some more information about the show or how you can support, you can go to randomrobcast.com. Yeah, got all that out the way. I have a guest as per usual, and this is a blast from the past. I, I know this man for many moons now, and um, I don't think we had like a regular conversation one on one like this for a long, long time. I was a guest on his show and now we're bringing it back around years later to have him on mine. He's been through a whole bunch of life changes, as have we all. And uh, he's doing a new thing, rebranded the podcast and coming back stronger than ever. Joining me is one crumb from casual sex with crumb. How are you, sir? I am doing very well. And greetings to all the random heathens and harlots listening to us right now. I like how you did that. <laughs> Feel free to steal that. <laughs> I will. I mean, I already got like um, I used to have the thing to like everybody show has their fan base and what they call them and whatnot. Yep. And for a while, I was calling people motherfuckers. And, you know, hitting the ear, that sounds kind of rude. But to me, it's a term of endearment. But um, I had a Dags on the show from the Amish Baby Machine, and he suggested that I name the the fans of the show Rob's Zombies. Oh, I like that. See, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, when he when he said it, I was just like, "Hey, uh, ooh." <laughs> and believe it or not, I don't think it's taken. I'm, I mean, I'm a fan of the reference point very much, and I don't think he calls his fans that word. So, I mean, I'm I might have to run it through my have my people look it over. You know, have his yeah. my people reach out to his people. You know, because I mean, we on a first name basis, me and Mister Zombie, but I call him Mister Zombie out of respect. So. <laughs> <laughs> but how are you man how are you doing man i'm doing i'm doing great uh, as we record it's about a week till uh, my wife's birthday in my house we don't call it christmas because she was actually born on december 25th 
Word. So we it's uh, a week till my wife's birthday, and we're doing. Uh, if you're a fan of Letterkenny, I know that's blowing up huge in the states. It's uh, Canadian content, as as am I. And we're doing a super soft birthday for her 35th, cool. which uh, which I'm looking forward to a hell of a lot. Man, that's amazing. I, I know we're not supposed to dispel those things, and I'll, I'll blank it out. But how old is she turned? Oh no, don't worry. It's totally cool. This is the reason this is so special. It's her 35th. Cool. All right. Awesome. So on December 25th, we're celebrating the Lord and Savior crises. <laughs> that's that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we talked a little bit before we um got on air or whatever, man. But you just like you was talking about you had a bit of a go, you know, in life as far as um the works and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, the, the vanilla job, as I call it, has been less than steady. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. But like you mentioned off air, like I've just been going hard at the show and, you know, just like you did when you took your break, it's, it's the same thing, man. Like you got to keep yourself occupied. Yeah. I'm branching out now into doing YouTube. I'm branching out now into doing adult stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, so I mean, I think he was always doing adult stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, in terms of the podcast, yes, but I mean myself mm-hmm. at doing adult stuff, you can, you can find me on the orange and black site not just my episodes, but you know, mm-hmm. other stuff. If people are looking for it, Work. actually our buddy, Toby, he went to go check out, um, some of my episodes on Pornhub. Yeah. And he, t- he sends me a DM and goes, I nearly saw your dick. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's out there. I mean, I don't care if you want to look at it, but <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm not ashamed of it, so you shouldn't be either. <laughs> well, that's the truth, right? Like, yeah. I know, I know all of our buddies, we, we all, uh, very much frequent those sites. Yeah. So and I was about to say, I, uh, I, I was about to curb you there. I was like, I know all our buddies have not seen all of our dicks. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. That part is also accurate. Yes. That part is accurate. But, uh, I mean, we've all, we've all visited the site. Yeah, yeah. I've had great private conversations with everybody about what they're into and what they're not just because of the nature of my show. Yeah. Yeah. And uh shout out to Spunk Lube. I see back there in the corner. Oh, Jeff just hooked me up right now on my YouTube channel. I've got a, I've got an unboxing video. He sent me all these three ones are new. I've got three new uh, full bottles. Mm-hmm. And behind me on the chair here, I have 200 sample size units, like just the little oh, packets. The little, and the little dollops. He hooked me up. Yeah, the little dollops. Yeah, he hooked me up for Christmas. So I'll be doing giveaways and yeah, things like that going forward. I mean, well, let's talk about that or whatever. You you got this um this break or whatever the hiatus from the vanilla job or whatever. Which vanilla yeah. is my favorite flavor of ice cream? Because you can dress it up so many different ways. You know, you can put a little mm-hmm. caramel on there, some sprinkles, a couple of pecans. But I mean, you can also say I can just go get some pecan ice cream. But I I kind of feel this is a little bit cheaper, and then you can keep the excess after. You know, so I don't well, know. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but um, with your hiatus and your break and everything whatnot, you, you've been focusing more on the podcast or whatever. And it shows, you know, from me looking from the outside in or whatever, it's just like content after content and, you know, and just, you know, stepping up your game as far as guests and everything go. I mean, and it's way a different departure from what the Crises and Blute show was. So, I mean, what ultimately ended that podcast and made you come up with this concept that you're currently with now? Okay, that's twofold. What ended uh, that old show 
was crises not wanting to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. She just flat out said she didn't want to be behind the mic anymore. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm sort of at the end, at my wits end. It's like, you know, you're a producer, you're a host and you've got a co-host who, even though I love her, she's my wife. She's contributing exactly nothing other than a, than a fresh voice. Yeah. So you're doing all that on your own shit. You might as well do it on your own. But I decided to take a break after that because we went 49 episodes and I'm, I'm proud of all those episodes, but, uh, we, we ended up taking a break and she ended up doing another thing. And what got me back into podcasting was actually our friends, the somebodies. Yeah. They were, they were poking me behind the scenes, like just do one, do (laughs) one just, and I'm like, okay, you know what? I've got all this equipment. I've got all the, I've got this love for audio engineering. Mm -hmm. Why the hell? Let's. Let's do something that's uniquely me. Yeah. So when Getting Casual first started, it was called My Crumbling Audio. It was a play off my old gamer tag. And it was, you know, music, horror movies, and porn. Three of my absolute favorite things Mm -hmm. in life. And then as I started researching more and more in the adult industry, I realized that that's where I wanted to focus my energy on. So then it became Casual Sex with Crumb. And then my marketing coach, Amberly, who was a doll and I recommend to everybody, said, well, you should interview people. I loved being a guest on your show and all of your interviews are so good. So I was like, well, casual sex with crumbs sends sort of the wrong message. Like, that's not really what I'm doing. So let's change it. And I looked, uh, believe it or not, gettingcasual.com wasn't taken. And I'm like, it's mine now. And that's what the show is. And that's where we've been. Word. So, I mean, what was those the first iteration of it, like, I mean, just, you know, kind of workshopping and trying to figure out, you know, all right, is it going to be this, this, and this, you know? The first iteration, like my crumbling audio was simply me scripting. Uh, Each episode is about 12 to 15 minutes, give or take. Mm -hmm. So it's me scripting about eight pages and taking something I loved that happened. Like it was sort of a reactionary show. Yeah. So I took something I loved in the horror industry that was going on. I took something like an album. I would do a song of the week uh, and then I would do like some adult news and people were resonating with the adult news a lot yeah. more than they were with pretty much anything else. And I get that, you know, like if you don't do your research, there aren't a lot of adult shows. Spoiler alert. There are a ton of adult shows, <laughs> but I didn't do, I didn't do my research. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, man, you can you can trip over a metal podcast. You can trip over a horror podcast. But in terms of of adult oriented content and, and focusing on that. I didn't find too many. I didn't look, but here we are and I'm carving out a niche that way. Yeah. And what I've noticed when I was listening earlier on to what you was doing or whatever, it was just kind of like you, you know, in front of the microphone, just like, yes. And then you insert here and put a dollop of spunk lube here. Then you cuff balls here. It was very informational, instructional and whatnot. And it was just like, I can appreciate that because you don't want anybody, you know, you know, being an amateur to some of these things, just ah, jam it here, push it here, twist here (laughs) and all kind of shit (laughs) like that. I don't really know where I got that idea in all honesty, but it was like, I, if I don't have a guest, I should probably do information. And that was one of the best things I could have done for myself because now I'm respected Mm -hmm. in the industry. As weird as that is to say, like important people in adult and important organizations in adult follow me and communicate with me and treat me as a resource. So if I didn't do that, that informational stuff beforehand, 
it's kind of like, well, is this guy pretender? Is this guy just trying to get famous? No, he's actually trying to help people and help the business as well. So I was like, unintentionally, it was a great thing for me to do. I just literally just wanted to do it. See, I mean, it's funny how things would just work out, right? <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, like, <laughs> when you decided to go more toward the interview platform to, you know, get more adult entertainers and everything like that, uh, who was your first person that you reached out to and who is the first person that came to your mind? Because, I mean, that could be two totally different things. Because, like, for me, let's just say I was doing an adult show. The first person to come to my mind would be Roxy Reynolds. But mm-hmm. that's not necessarily the first person I would reach out to. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So what I've carved out for is that I actually really like being a performer's first interview or one of their first interviews. Gotcha. So um, how I got started in interviewing was um, this gal reached out to me, Colette London. She's uh, come with Colette on Twitter and she's like, hey, man, would you talk to me? And I'm like, well. Yeah, I've I have this philosophy. You and I both have a pro wrestling sort of a background. Yeah. And I take I take this philosophy. If you want to work with me, I want to work with you because there's money to be made. Right. That's an old school wrestling philosophy. Yep. And I applied that. I'm like, well, she I, I like her Twitter content. I, I don't know who she is personally. I don't know who she is professionally even. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she wants to. So what the hell? Let's give it a try. So she was the first person who reached out to me and she was the first guest. Mm -hmm. And then in terms of who would I have on or who was, who were my goals? I haven't even reached out to them because I have a ton of people I want to chat with, but like my ultimate, I'm working up to, I'm working up to asking my like fanboy crushes. Do you know what I mean? Because I just recently did an interview with someone who I actually have a crush on and it shows like you can hear my voice stuttering. You can hear. So before I get to like the superstars, like the Larkin loves or the Lance hearts or anything like that. And not to say that any of my prior guests are, are less than or anything, but in terms of my personal crush, like Larkin love Lance Hart, um, Ariel X, these are people I'm not going to ask to interview for a long while until I can get my shit under control. I can I completely understand that, you know, it's just like, oh, this is just a workup and everything. And it also helps to when you have those first timers, like I was mentioning, because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't know them per se or their work is a it makes for great content because you're getting to learn more about each other. And, you you know, that kind of helps out the, the, the podcast, I believe. I've had people behind the scenes say, thank you very much for interviewing me. I've gotten a lot of new eyes on me. And that's. Like, how cool is that? Right. Like, I don't know how many I, okay. I do know how many eyes or ears on me because I'm obsessive about my podcast stats and my YouTube stats and all my, wherever their stats are. Right. Mm -hmm. I think any podcaster listening to this is probably in the same boat. So, but they don't have like a lot of the time your guests won't have an understanding of their reach. Yeah. Right. Like you, you can Twitter followers are such a horrible gauge. Mm-hmm. because one of my guests who had something like 30,000 Twitter followers was actually one of my lower downloaded episodes mm-hmm. because her followers were not active, not engaging and didn't see that she was on my show. Yeah. My followers were all there, right? Like, but I have my regular audience and then I have my, my guest specific audience, right? Yeah. Like, so just to use as an example, Mrs. Sugar Muffin is not going to bring in as much of an audience as Penny Barber did. That sounds That's like just a unicorn, Miss Penny Muffin. 
she's a wonderful person and a great performer but the thing is she has 30,000 followers but none of them are active yeah even on her own posts so yeah. i felt really bad for her because she asked her stats and i was like not great i mean still decent numbers overall across all platforms but not great and that's kind of the thing too with um you know that profession in social media is just like they're there for you but they're not there for you as in like you want to show your ass your dick your titties and all that stuff i'm there for that but you talking about some other shit like oh my day was crappy and not so many people are here for that you know well, that just doesn't happen in, in adult life as well, right? Like in, yeah. for an adult performer, that happens to everybody. But what's worse is adult performers and even those tangentially related, and I'm, I'm pointing at myself here, we get shadow banned, which means my post, unless you search for me at Casual Crumb, you will not see my posts in your feed because I talk about sex, because I promote you know safe sex work and i promote safe sex and i promote sex workers of all kinds mm -hmm. i am now lumped in as though i were a sex worker and a lot of them just get shadow banned okay. so it's important for social media to evolve that's why like adult workers have if you're a um escort there's something called switter which is sex work twitter Mm -hmm. And that's geared toward finding clients and, and that stuff. If you are an adult performer, like your clips or cams or whatnot, I highly recommend AVN stars. Mm -hmm. It's run by the biggest mag, arguably the biggest magazine. I got to be careful with how I say that, but it's definitely not going away and it's not going to censor you. So as long as you can point your fans to that direction, you'll have better luck with social media. But Twitter is a dying art form as it is right now anyway. Yeah. And it is crazy that you talk about the shadow ban stuff because like I've heard of that term, but I'd never really knew what it was. And thank you for explaining that to me because like you are completely right because there is well, what three people that I have actively searched for as of late. Uh, one being a former guest, you being as a current guest right now as we talk. And somebody mm -hmm. that I would like to potentially have on as a guest and, right. you know, y'all deal in that same realm. So when I would type in the search bar for them, I couldn't find them unless I went to an old tweet with their actual tag in it, you know, and I, the shit was baffling me because I'm like, I know I'm putting it in the right way because I go to the, our group chat and I look at your, how you spell it. And I was like, I know I'm not spelling it wrong. And I look, go, do the same thing for her. I look at old tweets. I was like, why this shit not popping up? And then I was like, oh, so now I'm educated <laughs> as, yep. as, and as, as what Crumb does. He, educa he educates us. <laughs> that's what we do. But that's that's getting worse and worse. And now Twitter is changing their platform in January. And it's going to be a real difficult thing for anyone who's on, I'll say, the fringes. Forget adult. Uh, my wife was part of a witchcraft sort of a Twitter oh, okay. group. Kind of. Kind of like we have the somebody's the DM yeah, yeah, yeah. group chat. So she was with a bunch of pagan practitioners and um, witchcraft artists type thing. And because they have witchcraft, which is fringe, they're shadow banned too. And not one of them has shown their tits. Word. Yeah. So it's getting worse and worse in terms of censorship. Now, I mean, I just get on the thing. I, I plug my show and, you know, I have mm -hmm. as much interaction as I can with people because, I mean, I, I, I truly enjoy that stuff whatever but what does the uh you said the change in january entail from what you know for 
from what I know, um, everybody's going to be subject to harsher terms and conditions. They've already started sending out emails that, uh, you know, they're looking at it a different way. They do their, they have recently been reposting their decency portion of their terms of service. And a lot of people specifically in adult are violating those terms. Mm -hmm. So now they're actually, they weren't bothering with it so much other than the shadow banning, but now they're going to start chopping people. Yeah. And that's, that's the scary thing because they're, obviously they're not going to give you any warning. You can't archive yeah. your tweets. You can't archive your followers. That's why an alternative solution is needed. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of like, um, what ultimately happened to Tumblr, right? When, uh, Yahoo bought them out. Tumblr was a little bit of a different situation. Like, yeah, they, Yahoo wanted to ban porn, but what killed what ultimately killed Tumblr as well was uh, FOSTA, FOSTA-SESTA down in the States. That's the uh, Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act. And SESTA, I'm sorry, I don't remember what the acronym is, but it's sort of like lumped in together. And it's to stop sex trafficking. It's why uh, Craigslist shut down. It's yeah. why Backpage Back shut page. down. Well, not shut down, but Craigslist shut down their personals. Sorry, that's that's more specific. Yeah. So everybody was sort of kowtowing to these new laws that are just so overbearing on the websites. Like it's not up to the website to police. I don't think, mm -hmm. I mean, as long as they have the terms of service, then it's up to you to be a decent human being. And of course, sometimes we can't allow that to happen, but yeah. these laws coupled with the new, the new thing of like this war on porn again, we've been having a war on porn every decade. It seems like it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And, and and what's crazy about that is just like a lot of the catalyst for most of the stuff we do is rooted in porn. So like technology as far as basis for television and cameras and everything is so we can shoot and view better porn or VR. Mm -hmm. I mean, people think it's for games and it's for better porn <laughs> pretty much. So it's just crazy how we would um try to, you know, get away from the thing that we secretly love the most. <laughs> the last statistic I heard was that the, the porn industry specifically is a $4 billion industry. And this is from a few years ago. So don't quote me on that exact number, but that's the last stat I heard. Mm -hmm. We are silenced as a society. We're silencing a $4 billion industry because we don't want to admit that we jerk off. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And um, I had the same um, conversation with um, freaking uh, Nielsen Torres. He's um, the curator over there at um, What the Fuck Television or WTF TV. And he okay. does um, a lot of, um, you know, he has a lot of actors and actresses on the show or whatever. And they actually do display stuff. I mean, he's on public access television as well. And that was kind of the same thing that we were talking about as well. It's just like. This is your thing that you love, that you're passionate about, that you, you know, have a collective group of people that want to display your passions and your talents and whatnot. But it's the platforms are becoming smaller and smaller to kind of put that out there or whatever, because art is art, regardless of the genre that is in. And if you're if you're a person who considers themselves educated and enlightened, and I, I hate using those buzzwords, but really and truly, then if you can if you can separate the art from the person or if you can separate art from the problem like because not all art is good that's a subjective term mm -hmm. and not all art is controversial 
And in terms of adult work, not all art is sex trafficking. Yeah. Although that's the argument that everyone's making. Like mm-hmm. all of these people are being sex trafficked. How? Yeah. How, like really how? What would the a term that's come, you know, more recently to my ears is uh, what you were saying earlier is a uh, sex workers or whatever. Now, when I mm-hmm. hear that, when I heard that for the first time recently, I was just like, what the I seen it in an acronym because it was SW. And I was like, what's a SW? And it's like a sex worker. And I was like, isn't that illegal? <laughs> you know, because <laughs> like the way you hear it and where it's perceived to me, it was just like that's some sex trafficking shit or like, you know, people that are sold into, you know, sex slavery and whatnot when I heard that. But then, right. you know, as you're supposed to do, if you don't know something, you seek out the proper, you know, enlightenment on said topic and whatnot. So you're not just sitting around here sounding like an ignorant ass and whatnot. So, I mean, <laughs> that's the preferred term nowadays. Right. And it doesn't just encompass adult performer. Mm-hmm. It encompasses you know, legal escorts because there are places in Vegas and uh, I believe Atlantic city that are actually, it's perfectly legal Mm -hmm. in Canada. We have a different system. We follow something called the Nordic model or the end demand model, Mm -hmm. which is prostitution is legal, but paying a prostitute is not, That's weird. but it's (laughs) much easier to, it's much easier to get around. Like Mm -hmm. back a couple of years ago, I had a brothel about two blocks away from, my childhood home yeah and, and I, I i was you know i was fine i was safe i don't mean to i actually didn't off, but i don't mean to, i'm sorry but it was just like i had a brothel and then my mind was just like this motherfucker had a brothel <laughs> oh i wish i wish but then that would be considered the sort of illegal stuff because uh-huh, you can't okay. you know you can't run it because that's still pimping whether you're in uh the american system which is no or yes or in the nordic model system like canada mm-hmm. but there was a brothel about two blocks away from my childhood home and I was perfectly safe. The only time I found out about it was I was at college and my buddy's like, Hey man, I'm going to the whorehouse. You want in? What? Where's the whorehouse over there? Oh, well shit. No, I don't because I don't want to see you naked. That's literally the only reason I didn't go. I didn't want to see his dick. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's crazy to think or whatever. Cause like you were so isolated and protected from that, that you, what was the harm in it, you know? That's right. And and really, what is the harm in any sort of legal work? One thing that came up that I really, really loved, I can't remember who said this, but if you think sex workers are being are risking their bodies and coal miners are not, mm-hmm. then you have a horrible definition of what work is. Yeah. Because I argue that a coal miner is going to die far faster than a sex worker on the job. Yeah, that's a good that's a good analogy there. So, like, I don't know. In in all this stuff is stemming from people that don't know how to turn things off. Pretty much, if because the philosophy is, if you do not like something, don't watch the shit. You know. Yep. And then you know we we talk about Twitter now. It's just like. There's so much content floating around there. You know, anything that you want is probably somewhere on Twitter. But the thing yep. is, if it's something that you don't agree with, you have the tools to mute it, block it, and just pretty much erase it from your eye line and whatnot. You know, so I mean, the only cause to like 
you know, for like up in major change is just like if it's some legit illegal shit, you know, mm-hmm. if you some if you find a motherfucker that posted some like wrong and harmful shit, then, yeah, that would be the cause to like stand up and be like, hey, this is wrong. We don't want this specific thing right here or whatever. But I don't think that they're from what any typical sex worker is doing on Twitter is um, even within the same lane or realm of what that illegal thing is that we're talking about or whatnot. Nope, not at all. And and really the only illegal, and I'll put that in air quotes thing, that a lot of sex workers do is the Twitter terms of service basically says don't put nudity basically anywhere unless it's artistic. So a solo nude or a teaser nude is fine. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the stuff you see where it's hardcore mm-hmm. is actually borderline against the rules and that's why i'm interested to see what happens in january Mm. but no you definitely don't see them like hurting anybody or um you know sex trafficking in any way shape or form and all of the all of the big production companies and even the smaller ones their consent packages are available to download for pdf yeah so if you have a favorite porn company that you like watching you can actually download a pdf of what their performers will won't and what they're offered obviously not monetary but like you know we offer like these comforts some places the major companies even have a a therapist on set yeah just in case mm-hmm. and now we talk about the the platform for that type of content is starting to shrink or whatever and you brought mm-hmm. up that porn in itself is a four billion dollar industry what do you think is stopping that the powers to be within that four billion dollars worth of uh, revenue they're getting for them to open up their own platform. I mean, something other than a Pornhub or a RedTube or some shit like that. Something more geared toward the things that their other places are banning out. Uh, literally, nothing is stopping them because it's already started. There is a smaller platform called Twitter, like we mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's another platform called ShareSome who are having a little bit of trouble because they tried to monetize in a, I don't want to say less than honest, but their explanation could have been much better. So they're, they're there, but they're not really recommended at this point. And I hate to say that because I actually like the owners, but I really can't recommend their platform yet. AVN, which is either the biggest or second biggest publication in the adult industry period, has AVN stars. And so everybody is already taking these steps to create. And then there's uh, OnlyFans, Just for Fans, Is My Girl, Fan Centro, Model Centro. Like, I can't even name them all because, you know, this is a question you just asked. I didn't research it. Yeah, yeah. But all of these places where your content, if you are an adult creator, is perfectly fine, will not get banned, will not get shadow banned. The key thing is because... It's not a major platform in the sense of Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, getting your fans, getting the eyes that you want on a little bit challenging. The other major thing is that none of these things have apps because Mm -hmm. Apple, Google, they are not going to allow a sex work platform onto their play store or whatnot. So you have to get your fans, people who want to see your content used to the idea of creating a mobile bookmark or maybe searching your stuff on their desktop. So there is a challenge, but to say that they're not starting, no, we're well ahead. 
we're well ahead of the game in terms of that. I, I'm even on AVN stars, just posting old episodes and whatnot. I, I like how you say we, <laughs> that, that's, that's some good <laughs> shit. Now. Um, yeah, man, it, it's, they suffer at the mercy of convenience pretty much. Cause I mean, Twitter, yes. one press, two press, I'm in there, you know, that, I got to pop open the laptop or the tablet and go through this and everything. And then, you know, that's kind of where it's going to suffer in the um, in the beginning times and whatnot. But like is what else could they do? Because you talk about app stores and everything that those are all third party to them. Could they come up with their own operating system to have their own app and all this other bullshit? So, I mean, there's some hurdles. But when you have four billion dollars backing you. I imagine that's some hurdles that can be uh, drastically shortened. Yeah, I mean, could they? Absolutely. But right now, the idea of an adult workers union, mm-hmm. although one ex- one exists, the Adult Performers Advocacy Guild and the uh, Adult Performers Advocacy uh, Group Union, it's fantastic that they exist. But even if you look on Twitter, they only have 6,000 followers. And you can probably guess there are way more than 6,000 adult performers out there. Mm-hmm. So... It's difficult because everybody has their own way that they want to do things. So you can't really conglomerate the $4 billion, but things like Pornhub, because they are, they're backed by MindGeek, which is a lion's share of where that $4 billion comes from in terms of production. They have their own Android app. You just have to sideload it, which is a different way. So if you want this content, you can. If you have an iPhone, any single one of your bookmarks can be turned into a little icon that you can click on your home screen. So there are ways to go about it. It's just educating the masses who are so used to like, well, I'm going to check Twitter to see what my favorite star is doing. I'm going to, you know, check on Instagram to see B B Rob's Walmart log, right? Like it's, it's getting it a different, yes, do that. Absolutely. But if you want the stuff that we're offering, you got to go this way. And that's, still going to take some time because the marketing is not going to be there. And I fully say this until the SESTA FOSTA are repealed because those have overreaching implications. And I know starting next year, I believe two of the democratic candidates, Bernie Sanders and uh, Elizabeth Warren are pushing a bill to actually repeal FOSTA SESTA. If that magically goes through, and I don't have much hope, unfortunately, but if that magically goes through, then you're going to start to see people like, oh, here's how we regulate our industry. Forget that it's, forget adult. They're going to be like, here's how we regulate our industry. Let's work with these providers and see how can my industry thrive on Twitter? How can my industry thrive on Instagram? And I think that's going to be a lot easier when the time comes, but without I hate to say this without certain hateful religions mm-hmm. in the power that they're in, then you're not going to see a repeal of, of anything because we need, I hate to say this, but the, the hateful religions are often the less educated Yeah, and without educated people actually making educated decisions, like you said, we're not going to get too far. So all we can do in, in any industry is, push as far against the grain as we possibly can for now yeah and then we talk about we talk about porn specifically how Mm -hmm. you know in the grand scheme of things there's a mass amount of people that's saying hey this is the thing that's being pushed on me on this social media platform that i prefer i don't like that i want it to go away 
So what's stopping from the other people, which the point you just brought up, that has a overly religious base to where like, hey, I don't necessarily believe in all that, but you're pushing it on this platform that I like. I want this to go away. Where are those people at? Because, I mean, there is atheism out there and there's just some people who don't believe in that type of thing. But it is bombarded at you and, you know, in your social media apps of choice, just like porn and any other thing that people don't like. So what's to stop them from going after those other things? Well, literally nothing as long as certain people are in power. Mm-hmm. I, I try really trying not to bring politics into it, but <laughs> you really have to see, like you, you have to see the, the, the hateful religious politicians. And I think that's broad enough. They are going to do everything they can. Like the, they, there's a whole group of men regulating women's bodies. Like not one woman is on that advocacy committee. Mm-hmm. What the hell is that? Right? So until we get, until there's a massive shift of power, unfortunately in the States, because the States is the adult industry, like yes, Pornhub and many vids, they have offices in Montreal, Mm -hmm. but they're not, they don't do their playing from there. They do their work from there, but they don't become industry players until they head down to Los Angeles. Yeah, and that's weird. Now, I mean, you talk about the states being just this hub, pun intended, mm-hmm. of, um, <laughs> you know, the, the industry and whatnot. You know, most of the main conglomerates are here. But yes. this, the United States is just the most regulated place in all things. It's just like how we talk about it. They're trying to ban the shit on Twitter, Tumblr, and all these other places. We, we don't want this in the public eye. You do your shit in the shadows. But when you go to places like Canada and Europe and all these other places, it's just like you can buy panties in the motherfucking vending machine and shit. It's just like you got the weather girls doing the news topless. So mm-hmm. it's just like, why isn't there a boom or hubs, you know, over there? Instead of here, where it's just like, no, we don't want that. That's not. That's not nice. That's not fair. <laughs> you know what? I I can't speak to it. I just know that a lot of Europeans are just don't have this. They don't aversion specifically to sex. Mm-hmm. You know, kids in Europe le- start learning about genitalia in like grade two. Yeah. Whereas over here, like sometimes our 11, 12 year olds are like, uh, don't do that. That's fucking ridiculous mm-hmm. to my to my mind. Right. Like I'm European background, but raised in Canada. So I heard sort of both sides, but it just makes more sense. We can't fear monger and we can't knowledge hoard Mm -hmm. from anybody. The more knowledge people have, the less likely they are to do something stupid. It just makes logical sense over there in Europe specifically. I go a little bit differently. I went to Europe for the last time when I was 17. So literally not legal to drink anywhere in North America. I went to the bar. I don't know if you remember the film Hostel. Yeah. But you know the bar, the, the bar they go downstairs to, it's kind of like in a wall. I was actually there. And uh, the waiter's looking at me and I'm like, shit, I was with my dad. I'm like, shit, I don't have my ID. He's like, he's not asking for your ID, stupid. He wants your drink order. And I'm like, you're not going to tell him? He's like, no, fuck no. Get a beer. And so I had <laughs> literally Das Boot full of beer mm-hmm. and, because they just don't care. And it's not, it's not a taboo thing. The less things we make taboo, the more educated we make people, the easier it is to make educated decisions. But the problem is certain people in power absolutely everywhere, this is global, 
want to hide that knowledge. They want to hide that education. I sound like a conspiracy nut, mm-hmm. but it keeps them in power because you can't make an educated decision. Yeah. I got tinfoil under my beanie right now. So it's, <laughs> yeah. And it's well, just like, it all boils down to uh, even on a smaller level too, you know, parents and their kids. I mean, yeah. you know, you know what's out there and they may not necessarily know because they have not been around as long as you have. So it's, upon you to be like hey look out for this this is this don't do this and this and this i mean not in a way to where like hey motherfucker i'm your parent so do what the fuck i say but like in an educational aspect of it or whatever because like i haven't had per se the sex talk with my older two kids but they know and it's because of the roundabout way (laughs) that i went about the shit i was like uh, pregnancy, you know, um, the same way that you can get pregnant is the same way that you can get this STD that can do this and this and this to your body, you know. So mm-hmm. before you even get to that level, you want to protect yourself at this level, yada yada yada. I mean, it's convoluted way to do it, but it was just like it made them go think about this and go look at this and all this before they even got to you know trying to penetrate somebody or get penetrated. <laughs> I didn't even get that opportunity. I took my family to a wrestling show. My daughter is 10. I only have the one. My daughter is 10. She was, okay, she was actually 10 when this happened. We were at a wrestling show on a Saturday, not prepared. She leans over to my wife and goes, Mom, I have a problem. We were in front row at an indie wrestling show, and she got her period at 10. Mm-hmm. literally did not have the time to plan the talk literally did not have the time it's like shit now we got to get her you know fixed up because obviously things are happening and we got to get her to a point in time where she can still come back and enjoy the show and not worry about this monumental life shift that happened yeah. not in the comfort of her own home but actually like 45 minutes away surrounded by sweaty dudes yeah it does like carry or some shit <laughs> <laughs> it was like we were both like crises and i were both freaking out we're looking at each other like oh this was not expected Mm -hmm. but that leads into well now you do have to have the talk and now i'm noticing my daughter has a lot more male friends Mm -hmm. and it's like well she didn't care about dudes this time last year and now she's like hanging out i don't think they're doing anything right they're 10 but it's like this monumental change and it's like I can't possibly hide this information from you because you've literally had it happen to you. Yeah. And that's the thing that I don't understand about hiding knowledge about sex or about anything. The, unless you are asexual, you literally will have sex at some point mm-hmm. in some way. Wouldn't you want to be educated about it yes. and don't use porn for your education? Like actually speak to somebody who can help you with the ins and outs per se. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's 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 weird it's just like i, I don't understand people anymore as to where like if the business ain't your business then stay the fuck out that business you know truth so i i don't know because i mean that's that's the error you know i i grew up in it was just like what goes on in this house stays in this house i mean i ain't talking about shit that's harmful or whatever but like our conversations that we have is the conversations we have in this house. Sally Mae down the street. Ugh, Sally Mae. That's bad. Fuck. <laughs> uh, oh, Lucy Sue should know about what the fuck we talk about every, in our everyday conversation here inside this house. You know? Yeah. But that's the world we live in now. Everybody wants to be upset for somebody else or they want to be upset that we're not upset in shit. 
Mm-hmm. Listen, listen. And we got to take, we got to take care of our own stuff, whether it's, whether it's your personal stuff, my personal stuff, or my province or your state or city, mm-hmm. city, state, province, whatever. We've all got our own things to deal with. Why don't we just get them done properly before we start interjecting anything anywhere? Yeah. Word. What do you think about Spunk Lube, man? I love Spunk Lube. I really do. I've got, you can see behind me, uh, I've got the variety pack here. I really enjoy it. Now, one of my friends actually did something on his YouTube channel just recently where he took the green one and cooked with it because all it is is uh, avocado, uh, coconut, and olive oil. What? It's completely 100% natural. (laughs) So he basted his steaks with it, his pork steaks. And apparently it turned out fantastic. So that's something I'm going to try for cooking with crumb or casual snacks with crumb. Oh, man. So, yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's branch more into that or whatever. I mean, you you, you um, you got the um, the podcast here and then you saying you got the YouTube content. I mean, what was that more geared toward or whatnot? Because I'm not going to lie to you. Out of pure support, I, I subscribe and I like and I retweet everything. But a lot of this thing that I'm kind of like is I don't know. So as far as the YouTube goes of what you do or whatnot, please educate me on that, sir. Sure. Uh, YouTube, first and foremost, is where all the episodes of Getting Casual go because it just helps drive up the total numbers for not only listeners, but more so for sponsorships. They want to go by total reach and they want to go by total numbers. So just helps out. In terms of what else I put on YouTube, uh, honestly, literally whatever. That's why my YouTube is not Getting Casual specifically. It's Casual Crumb. Sometimes I'll throw a vlog out there. Nowhere near as prolific as you, but uh, sometimes I'll throw a blog. Sometimes I love doing unboxings, as dumb as that sounds. Crises and I used to do them a lot. She does that for her witchcraft channel as well when she gets her little loot box thing that's geared toward witchy people. And I just love, like, I'll throw some gaming stuff on there. I'm a terrible, terrible fucking gamer, but oh, yeah. I like streaming. I like playing Fortnite, and I like being that old guy who just does everything. And I think it's just more so getting every little bit of my personality and my creativity out there. Now, that's specifically for YouTube. Mm -hmm. Um, Other video platforms, you can probably guess what I do on other video platforms. Yes, Yes. the incorporation of the spunk lube and a manner of other things. (laughs) Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So, like, what, what led to that? I mean, obviously, you're into that type of thing, but, like, what led to you be like, well, fuck it. I'm going to just put this on Pornhub. The adult stuff or the episodes? Well, the, I knew about the episode stuff because we talked oh, about okay. that in the okay. group chat or whatever, but like the yeah, adult stuff. So this goes back a long while. I <laughs> I wanted to move to Montreal. I'm 39 now. I wanted to move to Montreal back when I was 24. I had just gotten out of a long-term relationship and I hated pretty much everything about where I was. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Fresh start. Let's move provinces in this case. And Montreal at the time was a big, big hub for adult content. Still is, but it was really burgeoning with indie content there. So I was like, you know what? I'll probably walk downtown and see if I can get invited to do like a kink shoot or something like that and and hope for the best. This was all in my head. And then that didn't happen for, well, reasons. And I'm like, you know what? I put it on the back burner, put it on the back burner. And then the girl I was with who I had my daughter with, she was definitely not into that. (laughs) And then I'm like, well, okay. 
So we broke up and I was single for a little bit of time. And when you're a single dad, like I had the kid, when you're a single dad, like there ain't no time for anything. So that was a good chunk of time. I don't want to say lost because I bonded with my daughter so amazingly, but professionally that time was lost, if that makes sense. So it got to the point where I was, we're having this talk with crises as we got together and as we started getting more closer and closer to our marriage at the time, just going back a little bit where I'm like, look, I'm kind of a slut and, (laughs) and you and I, I like, I agreed to monogamy with you because I love you, but I am not necessarily monogamous in in, like in person in my head, but I love her head over stupid. So I definitely am with her. But I'm like, here's what I do. I enjoy porn. I have forever. I did get rid of a huge porn collection when crises and I moved in together. Mm -hmm. But I realized that was stupid. Like, why don't we just be honest going back to that? So when it came time to do getting casual, there's a period of time that just sort of went. When I started out with my crumbling audio, I'm like, hey, I'm going to talk about porn. And I'm going to do, I'm going to recommend scenes of the week. So I'm going to watch porn. Are you cool with that? And she looked at me and said, I don't know. Let's see what kind. And she was the one I'm dead serious. She was the one I pay for an adult time subscription, uh, up until April of next year. What's up adult time sponsor me. Um, because she loved the girls on burning angel, which is now a subsidiary of adult time. Yeah. So we paid for burning it. She picked that out and I'm like, well, would you be cool if I started, if I started talking to these people and I started talking about it? And she's like, I don't really like, you're not sexting or anything. Right. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to lie in my Twitter DMS to this day. I get random tits, but it's not like a a solicited thing. It's just like, it's the internet. (laughs) It's the internet. You know, thank you. Some people think I'm an adult producer, which I am, but solo, Mm -hmm. I cannot produce you. I cannot give you a contract or money or anything like that. But I explain that to them. And every single person has been so awesome. When I tell them like, I'm a show. You'll be on YouTube, you'll be on, on Podbean and my website and all that stuff, but we're not going to fuck in any way. And once my wife got into, got into that, she was really, really supportive and loved it. And she finds a lot of the girls really cute too, which is amazing. And then two years ago, I took her to the everything to do with sex show. Yeah. I seen pictures of that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I took her there and that was like two years ago. You could see her mind just exploding <laughs> because she was very sheltered, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, all of us didn't have the luxury of having porn in our lives. <laughs> I, I mean, even with her relationships, know, now she's going to slap me for saying this, but, and this is not a humble brag at all. This is legit truth. I, at, she was 28, if I'm not mistaken, if I do my math correctly. I was the first orgasm donor she ever had. She'd fucked people before, but never had an orgasm. Mm-hmm. So she had a very, very negative view of sex because she was literally just used as a sex doll. Yeah. I get that. So then I, I took her to the everything to do with sex show and I'm like, see, everybody's really awesome. And then what happened was uh, my free cams actually sponsors that. So they have a giant, giant booth. They had, you know, all, all three years. And they have a lot of the cam performers there doing a tamer version of their show. The province that I live in, tits are perfectly legal to display. So it's a lot of hot, topless hot chicks running around being on cam, which is 
a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But what got crises is she is not a skinny person. Neither am I. Mm-hmm. But what got her thinking was there are certain performers, and there are a lot of performers, but there were certain performers there who were much larger than her and oh, yeah. wearing far less than she was. Mm-hmm. And it got in her mind, like, wait a minute, these women have the confidence to do that. And I said, yes. And she actually started talking to a camp performer. Crisis is shy as shit. You know that. Yeah, yeah I know. And she actually started talking um, to people, to the, to the performers. And I was like, wait, what? So I backed off and we, we start leaving and she's like, you know what? I might give this a shot. This was two years ago. And I said, okay, in that case, do you mind if I throw my junk out there? <laughs> she's like, yeah, I don't care. Whatever. So I... Uh, yeah, you you throwing your junk around, just knocking everything over. <laughs> Shit, yeah. Waving it around like I just don't care. But uh no, but really I was like, Oh, okay. I've always wanted to try this, so let's fucking do it. So I did. I do solo scenes pretty much exclusively. Cool, cool. I mean that's just like not only good for you, but like just overall your relationship. I mean, you yo. You're open, you're honest with each other, and look at all the good that's come of it. Well, and, and that's true, and I don't know uh, if I'm hoping we can get some crossover listeners on my second to last episode from when this airs, I'm guessing. Uh, I actually had crises on, and we did a big revelation that she actually wants to try being a cam girl. Word. Yeah, so this is, uh, it may not just be solo scenes, so oh. I'm I'm really stoked for for that and we've we're sort of getting her into the name because finding a name is very important you need it for seo and all that stuff like yeah just don't 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 put cums in it everybody got cums and all this shit. <laughs> 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 and a uh, shout out to uh, melanie cummins former guest of the show and i was just like I, i'm not y- you you're the exclusion because i know you personally but like everybody else is Amber Cummins, Jenny Cummins, are we all yeah. Cummins? A- Apple Cummins. <laughs> uh, one of my favorites way back in the day was Courtney Cums, and even she got you sick of it and changed her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too, yeah, too too much cum. <laughs> too much cum. And Melody's going to be on my show actually too, so hey, I'm I'm looking forward damn. to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, she almost <laughs> got me in trouble when I first got a hold of her, man, because um I seen her on a podcast that is no longer around called the Vag Liquor Podcast. And okay. just like, you know, I, it was kind of like what you do. I mean, she had the titties out and everything, but it was the tame version. I didn't see that. But something about her personality kind of made me like, I need to talk to this person. And then at the time, I never had anybody of that caliber on my show, like as far as adult work and anything like that. So I wanted to just kind of pick the mind of somebody in, from that industry. But um, I got her on there on my show. And I had to bring in another guest with me because I didn't want to be alone. <laughs> and it was kind of like it was almost like a safety measure to keep her kind of, you know, tame. Because, like, I got kids running around this motherfucking like we're not in the same place that I'm currently in now. But that place was just like a dining room that we didn't use and it didn't have a door on either side. So people can just wander in and out of that mug. So that would be the last thing I want is one of my kids to come in and ask me a question. Have some titties on my goddamn screen, you know, (laughs) and plus because I'm married too, and (laughs) that would have been an awkward situation. So I had uh, Andre Psyche on the show to kind of back me up and them two flirted with each other the whole goddamn time. 
And then I, it was a whole bunch of times to where she was like in promotion mode. So you know how some of them are. They like kind of bouncing around, trying to get the jubblies off and kind of flashing and everything. Now, every time she would try to do it, I'd be like, no, 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 please, please don't. <laughs> and um, after a while, you know, we get to talking and everything, we get to know each other. She would do it to fuck with me. <laughs> Cause she knew I didn't want to get in trouble, so she'd be like, "Ah, like no, no, no." <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we went on another show together because I um, Arlie he does the Random Chattering podcast, and mm-hmm. I told him specifically, "I want to be on your episode sixty nine And <laughs> um, I got a, in touch with a Melody, but I didn't let him know. So when I popped up. He's like, what's this? Somebody trying to call us in? And I pulled her into the Skype chat and everything. And it was pretty much the same thing. And she was fucking with him and me at the same time. I was like, please don't. I got people running around here. Don't don't do that to me. <laughs> but yeah, she cool people, man. I like her. I, I, I check in on her every now and then or whatever. Just see how she doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I can't wait to have her on. The only thing, like, like you said, I don't I don't mind people bringing their personality, but I had one person, one guest who I had to sort of back off a little bit only because I don't want the character. Mm. Obviously I don't want your real name or anything like that, Yeah, yeah. but, but I want the person behind the performer. Yeah. We're going to talk about your performances. I'm going to shill everything you want me to shill because that's who I am and what I do. But let me get to know you. That's why a lot of my conversations with people are not necessarily about adult work or sex. Exactly. You know, that was the whole point of having her on my show. I was like, I didn't want to talk about porn. I was just kind of like the motivations behind the person. Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But like, uh, so, I mean, what's next for you, man? Was like, you you got the, the thing going on with the podcast. You got your casual thing on the YouTube and whatnot. You got the stuff on the Pornhub. I mean, is there any escalation into anything else that you're trying to get to or? So what I'd really like to do is make getting casual an official podcast for somebody. Mm-hmm. Like if, you know, I, I have sort of an idea of who I want to work with. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I have steps to go to get there. So really and truly, I just want to cultivate, right now I'm really good friends, really good working relationship with the Rub PR. Mm -hmm. There are many other PR agencies that I can contact, and I'm always grateful to the Rub, and she honestly will always get first dibs because she's been so great to me. But that being said, there are a ton of other people who represent a ton of other people. So that's sort of my goal. I've been kind of slacking about reaching out to them. So that is like, you know, get off your ass and write those emails. There is a little behind the scenes chatter. I have been emailing the guys from Demon Seed Radio Network. Mm -hmm. I would love to be replayed on them. I've made that pretty much public. So I'm in talks with the owner there to uh, to make that happen. So hopefully that's a 2020 thing. Um, I would like very much to start producing more adult content as well as more like safe for work podcast content. Yeah. I think uh, one of my major goals for me is to drop a little bit of weight yeah. because I'm not happy with how I look. So that's sort of a, a personal vendetta, a personal goal. And then for the show, really like just get more eyes and ears 
on it because I don't want to stop. Sometimes it takes a big mental toll. Like you're a solo producer as well, right? Like you do everything for random Robcast from recording, editing, producing, you know, the mental toll that it takes. And sometimes it almost makes it feel like it's not worth it. But then every once in a while, you know, you get a nice DM from somebody who's like, Hey, you really made my day or that episode really helped me. And I, I really discovered this new performer in my case. And that's amazing. But I'd love to get it to a point where the mental stress doesn't even come into play. Cause it's like, you know what, this is a well-oiled machine Yeah, and I can just, I know Monday I'm doing ABC Tuesdays, X, Y, Z Wednesday, third, you know, whatever, get that down. But when you're a solo performer, when you're a solo producer, it's tough. You know that. And anybody else listening who has done solo content creation of any kind, it's tough to stay on top of everything. So it's just that. And you know what? Yeah, I would like a vanilla job, but I'd also like to just get paid to do the stuff that I do. Like I'm getting more into voice acting. I would love to start getting paid gigs for that. So that's a whole lot of aspiration in terms of goals, man. I just got to put more work down and get more content out there. Yeah. That's that's really all it is. And that's the dream, man. It's just like, I want this shit to envelop everything that I do and, you know, become the job instead of a thing I do when I get off work, you know? But I mean, it's just like you're saying, the the solo fatigue, I guess we can call it. (laughs) It's like, that's why I don't do a lot of YouTube shit, man. And I'm more drawn to Instagram because like Instagram, I hold the button down, say what I got to say, and it's automatically posted. I don't have to edit shit or nothing. But now I'm doing the YouTube thing. I got to take the video down. I got to upload it to my whatever I'm going to edit it on. Then I got to cut this, add this, put this here, wait for it to upload, put it out, make sure I put the right hashtag on it. Make sure I retweet this, retweet that. And it is just like, I got other shit to do. I got some laundry. <laughs> I feel like going to see motherfucking Jumanji today, which I'm going to probably do later on. And then I got to nice. take kids to appointments and all kind of other shit or whatever, man. And it's just like, we doing all this extra, extra shit. For what? I mean, obviously we enjoy it, but like there's almost like seemingly no return. But then, like you said, you get that one well-crafted DM or just a retweet or like, and it just, all that shit just melts away. I like that shit, you know? Yeah. See, for me, YouTube editing or video editing in general, yeah, it sucks, but I actually found I really enjoy it. I didn't think so. I found this program. It's completely free. It's called DaVinci Resolve. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like high quality level shit, like on the, on like the Adobe level, but it's 100% free. Mm-hmm. And once you get over the learning curve, because it is steep, you, you see me, it's amazing. I'm taking notes, <laughs> please continue. I'm just writing that down. Whereas, yeah, it does have a steep learning curve, but once you get over that learning curve, like my, my editing is actually faster now than, than some of the paid programs I've used. And that's including like the Apple, what, what, the, the one that comes with every Mac. I forget what it's called now. It's been oh, so long. Uh, or iMovies. iMovies. Yeah, that's right. Or I paid for Movave Video Editor. Great program, but it's very beginner. Like this one, you can do color correction. You can do, I, I edit my audio shows in the video program now. And you said it's DaVinci Resolve? DaVinci Resolve. Yeah. All they want is your email so they can market you shit and you get a free download. And so they can send you porn. 
I mean, I'll send you porn. I'm going to start up a mailing list. That's another goal. I want to start up a mailing list. But uh, <laughs> I don't want any dang on casual penis <laughs> my, my email. Hey man, that could be uh, that could be like your your, your porn series or whatever. A casual penis. <laughs> well, I can't remember if you were if you were in on this. We were doing a comedy bit with the somebodies, and uh, they wanted us to use a fake fake name. So I couldn't be Crumb. I had to pick yeah. something else. And I'm like, all right, what the hell is it going to be? And I came up with Rich Manhood, and I was like, that's my porn name. I, oh, see, there it is. <laughs> Get this casual penis from Rich Manhood. That's right. <laughs> and then, see, and that was like, you know, what you talk about, you want to be somebody's, you know, podcast or whatever. That was the whole mm-hmm. reason for us pitching that and like, um, the, the group chat it was like what you do and what you're into is more suited for Pornhub and Pornhub I feel like they should have content branded like that on there to where like alright yeah we know you come here for porn but we got this other stuff here too to where we have the casual sex with Crumb and he's like you, you have people that you see or can search on our platform that might be guests on his show you know and it, that, that was the whole reasoning behind that or whatever and I thought it'd be like why not? You know? <laughs> so, uh, my marketing coach, I've mentioned her before, Amberly Rothfield, she actually has an in with that. And I need to make those connections because it's actually something we talked about, Work. but the major, the major problem, and it's not really a problem, but they have Asa Akira yeah, and yeah. right. Like she is not doing the Pornhub podcast anymore as far as I know, mm-hmm. but Asa Akira is way more well-known than Casual Crumb yeah. is. So who do you think they're going to get if they ever do host it? But it's, it is sort of a, a behind-the-scenes thing. Definitely one of my goals is to, is to do that. I've already emailed a few people. You know what? It's the holidays, and people don't know who I am. So I'm just going to have to keep poking that particular bear. But yeah, and, and it doesn't even have to be Pornhub. Like There are a couple of companies places, yeah. who, who I speak with, and it's like, you know what? I do want to try this. I do want to be your official. Like I I say, like my delivery, I think my style, I'm not the funniest guy. I know that I need a setup person or I need a group setting to be really funny. (laughs) But, um, but I think my delivery, my style and the way I interview people, I think really reaches out to people. I think anyway, hopefully. Yeah. And then you just get her on your show and then she'll see that you're awesome. And it'll be like, Oh, why don't we bring you to Pornhub and be like, "Yay, oh, we did it." <laughs> that that would be one of those intimidating ones we were talking about earlier. Uh, I love me some Asa Akira. I got you. <laughs> yeah, cuz that was like um I said I guess my interview to that level which was uh, Michael Jai White when he was on here and I was just like yeah. a, a stuttering mess before I kind of <laughs> calmed the fuck down and I was like, "All right, this is cool." <laughs> You just got to remember that everybody is a person, right? Yeah. Like they might have had, they have a little bit more notoriety. They might be better at something, mm-hmm. but they're just people at the end of the day. Like everybody's just people at the end of the day. Yeah. And what calmed me down for that interview is like before we started recording proper, you know, you know, I was kind of, you know, gushing at him. I was like, oh, I'm so honored to be on the other side of the microphone from you or whatever. I was like, you're awesome. And, you know, doing all the fan shit or whatever. And he was like, well, I mean. Thank you. I guess you, you've been doing this for a while. You probably get somebody better than me later. So <laughs> I was like, "Cool, all right." Oh, so yay! I was, <laughs> I was like, "All right, you're awesome." 
even awesome earned yeah. than what initially thought of. <laughs> I might just for shits and giggles reach back and see um, if he come back on because he just um, I think they wrapped all day in production of that movie he was trying to get crowdfunded um, Outlaw Johnny Black. Basically, if you've seen Black Dynamite, it's the same character just in a Western setting. <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm, well, I'm, I'm excited for that. I mean, it can't hurt to reach out, right? Like, what's he going to say? No? Doubtful. Yeah. I mean, and that, that's my philosophy about anything. I send all these emails and DMs and shit. And I was like, the worst they can tell me is no. It's not like, all right, if I send this DM and they don't say yes, uh, a fucking clan of assassins is going to come over here and beat my ass. <laughs> you know, there's, not, there's no consequences for you to shoot your shot, you know? <laughs> And you're you're also not sending dick pics, so you're like ahead of a lot of people who send DMs. Exactly, and and I feel weird about like some of the people that have uh, open DMs or you can reach via DM because I feel like they don't look at them shits often because it's just like I imagine they get titties and dicks and buttholes and all kind of shit just because of who they are and shit, and they'd be like, oh, another dick pic. I'm not going to even dignify myself to look at this. <laughs> So, I mean, email is my main route, but at the same time, for as advanced email, you know, as email, the system, the concept of it is, nobody is using that shit as much either, you know? No, because we like the instant gratification of the of the instant message, but then you run into that paradigm of, of having dick pics all the time. So it's like this endless loop of not responding. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm just like, I feel weird because like, the one person I tried to get on my show, one of the shadow band people I brought up, is just like her DMs ain't open, mm-hmm. and then she has all these you know cam only or whatever the other other places, but they don't have no email contact on there. And then I'm just trying to find all these different other avenues of finding to find some contact, and the only other way is Twitter, and that is just like. I'm throwing it out there in public for everybody else to see. And I don't want to do that. And it's just like, I'm looking like a thirsty motherfucker and shit, you know? (laughs) Well, that's why I created, I had to do that for one performer that I just, uh, that I just got in contact with. Uh, I created like this very general email that it could be sent to like a hundred of people and her DMS were closed as well. And I'm like, you know what, let me just sort of change this. And as long as you don't put that period before so that everybody can see it, it's just a conversation between the two of you, just not in DM. Mm-hmm. So I sent her that email. She's like, or that tweet, like the just plain direct tweet. And she's like, oh, yeah, no worries. Instantly followed, instantly got back in the DMs. And then we took the conversation from there. I could delete that first tweet if I wanted. So, so that's something. So wait a minute. How long you can see me get my notepad out there. Okay. <laughs> you do what now to do what and where? <laughs> Okay, so what I do is I have like a generic email. Yeah, this is for people I met at this year's everything to do with sex show. It's like, hey, I met you. I met you at your booth. I took your card. I gave you mine. Mm-hmm. We. I mentioned that I'd want you on my show. Just gauging interest. Of course, you dumb that down to the two hundred and forty characters, whatever. Yeah, and you just as long as you don't put the period in front of the at. So the first thing you do is at person I want to get. Mm-hmm. And then you write your, you paste your email or your text or whatever, Mm -hmm. and then you send it. Now, hopefully they'll be as receptive as this young lady was where she's like, oh yeah, switching to DM. And then she followed me and instantly DM'd and now we're having a a conversation setting up when we're going to chat on the show. 
So you compose a tweet to said mm-hmm. person at whatever the hell. Put your blah yeah. blah in there, and that's mm-hmm. it. Is that the gist of it? <laughs> that's literally the gist of it. Yeah, and I sent it. I tweeted it right, like just open tweet. And about two or three hours later, I think I was having dinner. I get a ding, it's like the the reply to the actual tweet. So the public thing you can see. Oh yeah, switching to DM now. She followed me, and we're in DMs right now. Word. I was like, so, okay. And I got to thank you because you actually gave me an idea on on booking guests with the the calendar thing you sent me behind the scenes. Hell yeah, man! That shit is fucking awesome, man. I, oh yeah, absolutely. So I've I've started doing that. Some of my is this, I'm I haven't gotten much response yet. I guess you know everyone's busy. It's the holiday season, but. I once I confirm interest, I'm sending them my link to to my thing, and it's going well because I did have one guest actually forget that I existed. <laughs> she, tweeted, she tweeted me that night and was like, "We were supposed to talk today, weren't we?" And I'm like, "We were, but I'm you know I'm I'm not upset. Mm-hmm. I just I can't reschedule right now because I got X Y Z going on." And then I was like, you know what? I need to change something. You sent me like, hey, book yourself. And I know my marketing coach uses a similar one, but a different one. And I'm like, you know what? This is something that I need to get on to get my ass organized. Mm-hmm. So I've got one as well for my guests. Yeah. And I even put it on the website. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. And it, it, it was good about it. It's just like before it was like, hey, me and you going to get on Monday at three o'clock or whatever. And yep. what the old method used to be is um, if I'm busy, I got to try to remember that shit so I can get to my calendar, put the, all the information in there and save it, put all the alert alerts and alarms on it so I don't forget. But if I forget <laughs> that I said something with you and I don't put it down in the calendar, that shit is in the ether. That's in the wind somewhere. I don't I didn't forgot. So with this, I mean, it gives them to pick something that's comfortable for them. But the, I only ran into one drawback with it, which is absolutely not a drawback whatsoever, is I got my hours of operation Monday through Sunday. So you can pick anywhere from Monday to Sunday that you can be on the show, and I have the hours specific to my work schedule and you know the mm-hmm. times and that I'm available. Sometimes I will forget to put... um breaks in between them shits because it's open yeah. Monday through Sunday. So I would get four interviews in a week and damn, it's just like Monday interview, Tuesday interview, Wednesday interview, Thursday interview. And then um, I'm like, cool, I got four weeks worth of content right there. And that's damn near a month of shows. And then mm-hmm. the next week, another four people will come on and I'm like, fuck. You know, <laughs> I was like, you're Shit. never editing again. Yeah, I know. It's just all the editing and all the editing. And then I don't know. I mean, but it's still good to have, though. But the only thing that I fuck up at is when I make an appointment for life shit and I forget to update the calendar. And then somebody will come in. Hey, man, I scheduled an appointment. And I look in there and I'm like, fuck, I got an appointment. Then I got to go back through and reschedule and talk with them or whatever. That's the only thing I got to try to stay up on. Because I think I had an appointment with somebody the other day and it kind of put me in the mode of like all right i got my doctor's appointment at this time Derek. then i gotta gauge the traffic 
And then I should be able to make it on time, but I'm not 100% sure. Do I want to chance it? Fuck it. Let's cancel it and reschedule. <laughs> yeah. But it's a helpful tool, man, because as soon as they put the info in there, they all this shit pop up. I like approve and it goes into my calendar. I ain't got to worry about that shit until the alarm come on for me to get ready for the interview. That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, this is, it's been fun chatting with you, man. I'm glad you're it doing our right. of and thank you. You got your misfit shirt on and everything. Got your spunk lube all over the place. If I'm not mistaken, is that a penguin over there on the bed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is my uh, that is crises. Um, he childhood penguin actually. He's right. been with her for all 34 and change years of her life, and uh, he's still when I'm working or when I'm gaming or whatever. Crises has an earlier job, so she goes to sleep earlier. He's the teddy bear until I'm ready. <laughs> like, Behind he, he'd be like, excuse me, penguin. What's, what's that's the penguin right. name? <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. We're going to embarrass the wife time now. Yes. Uh, his name is Sir Squishalot. <laughs> He's amazing. Now, you can't see him, unfortunately, but just behind this black screen, which is my uh, my attempt at a green screen. I have my I have my panda and he's sitting on top of my sex toy box and my panda's name is not creative at all but his name is Pornda uh, and you'll see him in a couple of videos. See, he's the gatekeeper of all the goodies. <laughs> he really is. He really is. But he's actually he doesn't sit up straight, so he's actually giving himself a blowjob right now because his head just leads so far over. I mean, with a name like Pornda, I mean, psh, come on now. It's true, but he's like always in there, man. I wish I had that stamina. My jaw would hurt. Well, shit, not even the stamina, just the flexibility. You know, that <laughs> killing his back, man. <laughs> yeah, but man, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you and chat with you and everything. I, th- I thought I had a kid coming in on me. They got a half day today, I think. <laughs> but oh. um, it is. Okay. This is my wife. Hey, come on. Come here, wife. Come say hi. Hello, hello. Mrs. B. Yeah. Hi. Hey, how you doing? I'm all right. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Awesome to hear. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. Ow. You just abused me. You've seen it. It's on camera. <laughs> it's lagging so much, though, that I, I didn't see it in real time, so it didn't happen. I, I'm on her side for this one. All right. So, yeah. Okay. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> but um, let everybody know where they can find you on social media and everything that you got going on and coming up and what you want to do and whatnot. <laughs> Ruby. So the best place to find me and all the episodes is at uh, gettingcasual.com. That's got absolutely everything. If you want to find me on all the social media that you can think of and some you can't, I'm at casual crumb spelled exactly how you think. One word. Word. So, I mean, I don't have to say it, but it's customary for me to do so. You've been a guest of the Random Rounds with Rob podcast. And so being, the door is always open for you to come back to promote your next big thing or just to shoot the shit. I would love to come back. You know that. Mm-hmm. You know that. And I got to have you on the show. Absolutely. I'm down. I really do. I'm, d- I'm down to talk about jisms and spunk lubes and all kinds of things. Porn does all that stuff. <laughs> 
I would love to. I want to actually do. I want to actually do like with you. I want to do like one of my old regular shows mm-hmm. because you're you're not an adult star, so I can't really do an hey, adult man, star I some, interview. I got some, but I want to do like. I guess I got some adult situations that had happened. I mean, I could bring up, but that's cool. <laughs> then, then we're gonna we're gonna talk about those. We're gonna do my old thing where I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with my paraphilia of the week and make you guess what it is. Okay. We'll talk about scene of the week. We'll talk. Well, absolutely. I'd love to have you on. I'm down. Yeah. All you, right. You got my calendar, so I guess I got to get to yours now. And <laughs> <laughs> all right. If anything, this episode was just merely to catch up with somebody that I hadn't talked to voice to voice in a very long time. It's great that he's um doing well with his um podcast. Is going into um the direction that he wants it to and uh, hopefully he gets those things those goals that he's uh, striving for right now because it's, it's it's hard out here for a pimp and uh <laughs> sometimes i mean a lot of luck comes into play sometimes you don't get what you want but a lot of times if you work at it and you do it your way it'll work out in the end all right that's my motivational rant and bullshit <laughs> or whatever um once again, great to catch up with him. Great to talk with him. Look for him on Pornhub. <laughs> if you want to see his, his his member and everything, you can go do that. And you want to hear his podcast is on Pornhub and all other social media platforms to where they allow podcasts. So with that being said, you can go ahead and find me on all said social media platforms that I alluded to earlier in the program during the intro, like Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at 3R Show. You can also find me on Instagram by using the hashtag 3R Show or the hashtag Walmart Log. Well, you can find me walking around the hallowed halls of Walmart doing all things unto pertaining. I don't know why I'm talking like this, but I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up just like this. So you can also follow on Facebook by typing in the random realms of Rob into your search bar, or you can go to facebook.com forward slash three R show. Um, I think that's it on the social media front. I already gave you Twitter, gave you Instagram, gave you Facebook. Those are the three places that I do my thing. And If you want to find out more information on the show, you can go to randomrobcast.com to where you can find different ways to help support the show and um, view our lovely guest list of all the individuals that have been on this show. So different ways that you can help the Random Rounds with Rob monetarily. You can use Patreon. You can go to patreon.com forward slash 3R show and you can give a dollar a month to support this wonderful program. You can also use the $10 tier. There's only one, two of them. There's a dollar tier and a $10 tier. The $10 tier is the price for you to get extra content, video content, and you know, whatever your heart desires. That's my whore point. $10. <laughs> so um, at a bare minimum, $1 will help the show tremendously. Also, you can buy Random Realms with Rob themed merchandise, hats, T-shirts, notebooks, keychains, stickers. There's a lot of items on randomrobcast.com forward slash merch that you can uh, purchase to help support this fine program that you're listening to right now. Also, you can use our sponsored links 
with Amazon. All you do is click on the link and it'll take you straight to Amazon. You don't pay anything extra when you purchase anything, but I get a kickback from that. And it was very much appreciated. Also, with amongst those Amazon links, there are wish lists. So you can see items that could help support the Random Rounds with Rob podcast. So you can buy some of those and donate to the show. Also, you can hit up the sponsors, one being Hooks, Rubs, and Spices. You can go to hooksrubsandspices.etsy.com and you can get 15% off your order by using the promo code RANDOM. Also, another sponsor of the show is Poddex. You can go to poddex.com and you can get 10% off your order if you use the promo code RANDOM. Here's an occurring theme. Our third sponsor, bluechew.com for male enhancement. Get that flaccid penis hard and erect and wreck some vagina or butthole if that's what you're into. And you can get your first order free by using the promo code RANDOM at checkout. But you will have to pay $5 shipping. So this concludes the paid portion of this program. But the number one way that you can help support this podcast and any other podcast that you listen to is by writing five star reviews. Get on your podcast platform of choice. Go to your favorite show and to include this one because you're listening to me. So I hope I'm one of your favorites and write those five star reviews or whatever highest rating that allows on your podcast app of choice podcast app of choice. So currently the count is 81 on Apple podcast. So I'm trying to achieve the goal of 100 Apple podcast reviews by March 29th, which is my birthday. So as a gift to me from you, the listener, I ask that you give those five star reviews. There's only 19 to go and March 29th will be here before you know it. So with that being said, I appreciate you and thank you for listening to this broadcast. I will see you next time.